We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Thursday, it's September 24th. It's 2020, and we have six baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? I'm doing just absolutely fantastic. It's a beautiful day. Football season is still going. Baseball season is still going. And sports betting is legal in Colorado. Everything's fine in my life. Yeah, the Dolphins and the Jags. My my Dolphins might get a a W. Um, like it's it's one of my favorite showdown slates that we've had. It's two. Oh gosh, it's like it's a game that really <laughs> doesn't mean everything, and it's probably the matchup I'm looking forward to the most this week outside of Casey and Baltimore. It's just it's going to be such a fun game. <laughs> yeah, like ne- next next Thursday is um, Jacks or the Jets and Denver. Um, oh, so. Gosh. Enjoy this Thursday night game. <laughs> so, um, all right, let's talk some baseball. we got six games to get through here. Pitching is pretty straightforward, which is going to make for an interesting slate. So, we get started with uh, the Marlins and the Braves, Pablo Lopez against Ian Anderson. Um, any interest here in Pablo Lopez? 
I mean, a little bit. He's strictly a GPP play. He's been decent so far this week and got a 24% K rate, but the matchup is very tough. They got a five-run total. It's the Braves. Everyone can hit pretty much one through nine. They do have some strikeouts in there, and Lopez is a pretty decent ground ball pitcher, so it's possible that he can end up limiting the damage, but it's one of the better ballparks on the slate. I like I As of right now, there are three main pitchers that I want to play, and that's it and then two guys that I want to take in tournaments. Pablo Lopez is one of the guys that I think is going to be fairly low-owned on this slate, and I think that you can take a shot on him because he does have a little bit of upside here. Yeah, I don't hate it. Um, you know, I'm going to check Weather Edge. This is one of those games that, um, like, it's going to have a lot of wind blowing in. I want to see, like, what past results kind of tell us, like, weather-wise with this one. But – I don't hate Pablo Lopez and then Ian Anderson on the other side. Um, you know, really decent strikeouts to both lefties and righties this season. Miami's been a pesky team, but they do have five guys that strike out over 25%. Um, what's your thoughts here on Ian Anderson? I'm probably going to use a lot of them. Yes, he can get a little wild. Yes, he can give up some runs, and the Marlins do know how to work the count a bit, and he can get shortened on his outing, but he's going up close to 100 pitches almost every single game recently. He's got a 31% K rate on the season. There are some strikeouts in this lineup here. I really, really like Ian Anderson. He's my second favorite pitcher on this slate. Price tag's a little bit high, but I think the fact that I'm not paying up too far at pitcher with SB2, it makes him an easy play. I really, really like him. Big ground ball guy, so as long as he can not walk too many guys and the Marlins don't work the count too much, he should absolutely crush here. So he's, he's probably my second favorite pitcher on the slate. Yeah, I think he is in a good spot. Um, you know, it's hard not to like this spot, especially if, like, the wind's going to be blowing in and the weather's going to be favorable. Um, any interest in the Marlins' bats here? Not really. Like I said, big K rate, big ground ball pitcher, Ian Anderson. Yes, he can end up walking some guys, but that doesn't really lead to a whole bunch of fantasy production. I'm looking for home runs, and although there are some guys with a little bit of power in this lineup, and they are cheap, it's just really not a spot where I need to go with any of them. Even on a six-game slate, the slate is small. It's just not worth it to me because I'm not getting any upside with any of these guys because the chances of him giving up a home run, I mean, he has a zero isolate on the season versus lefties, so pretty much crossing most of them out. And he's got a 55% ground ball rate and only a 33% hard contact rate versus righties. So if they're going to get – if they're going to score a lot of runs, it's probably not going to be on home runs unless they get to the bad bullpen. So – if you really want to throw a stack in, I'm not going to say anything against it, but taking one-offs in this game and any individual hitter is probably not a great idea outside of maybe some salary relief with Birdie or with Aguilar. Yeah, the, th- the thing here is, like, he's a ground ball guy against a team that hits the ball on the ground a lot. Like, they don't have a fly ball guy. So, like, nobody really, like, stands out to me here. Um, and then on the Atlanta side of things, like, you know, Pablo Lopez is really decent. Um, his strikeout rate's a little bit lower to lefty, so, you know, maybe Freddie, but he's 5,500. Um, the guy that kind of stands out to me the most here is, like, Mark Kakis at 3,700. But, like, I don't love either one of these teams, and there's a lot of people, like, I like on this slate. Yeah, uh, I mean, the problem is that, yeah, they're all so expensive. No one's cheap. We look at the one through six in the order. Average price tag is around five and a half K. It's just not really a spot where it's worth it going with any of these guys. 
I don't mind a full stack if you can make it work in tournaments and you can double stack it with the right team because I know there's some cheap guys on the slate. Then I'm not going to argue against it if you take a cheap SP2. You can definitely fit the salary in. I prefer the fly ball guys. Duval, Albies, Freeman, Acuna would be the main guys I would go with, but all of them are fairly expensive. But a stack here is fully in play. If I'm targeting one-offs that are expensive bats, it's going to be Acuna. It's going to be Freeman, Albies, and Duval. All right, moving on. We got Baltimore at Boston. Alex Cobb, Martin Perez. Um, any interest here in Alex Cobb? None whatsoever. He's just not a high K rate guy. Boston may not be great this year, but they're not a horrible lineup. They still got some decent bats in here. And Cobb just really isn't going to get done. He's priced too high at 6.9K. If he was like 5K, it'd be a little bit different. But there's other guys that I would much, much rather go with. So I'm fully crossing off my list. Yeah, like there's still enough hitters in this lineup. And Cobb's not a huge strikeout guy. Gives up a lot of hard contact to both sides of the plate. I'm going to pass on him here. Martin Perez, another guy that doesn't strike a lot of guys out. Um, You know, he does generate a ton of soft contact to lefties. But righties, you know, still hit him pretty hard. I'm probably going to pass on Perez as well. I don't hate the idea in tournaments, but not not one of the guys that I'm really planning on rostering much of tomorrow. Um, let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Baltimore? Not a whole lot. I mean, Perez is not a great pitcher, but it's mostly because he walks a lot of guys, doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Giving up under a 170 ISO to both sides of the plate. If you're going to play in on any guys, take a guy with some power. I don't mind Montcastle. DJ Stewart, I know it's a lefty-lefty matchup, but Perez has been pretty much splits neutral so far this season. We've got a change up and a decent cutter. So he's going to be either splits neutral or a little bit reverse splitsy in all likelihood. And we look back to prior seasons, he may have been decent against lefties, but the sample size and the pitch mix really kind of lend itself more towards being splits neutral. So I don't mind lefties or righties. DJ Stewart, like I said, is very, very cheap um severino 3.4k not a bad guy to go with it's good ballpark montcastle i like at 3.9k hayes at 2.5k like i said if you want to stack up the uh braves or any of these other expensive stacks you got to double stack it somewhere or take some cheap guys and i think taking individual pieces on this one is not a terrible idea over on the baltimore side yeah there's a bunch of cheap bats here nunez alberto patty v um austin hayes all these guys are very interesting here against perez um, on the Boston side, like these are the two of the worst bullpens in baseball. You could, co- you could totally game stack this game. Like I know I said this yesterday on the podcast and like, you know, we saw a ton of runs from the Red Sox. They scored like nine runs in Baltimore scored one, but like the upside is there on like a full game stack. So like, I like Verdugo, I like Devers, um, JD, Xander, all these guys are really in play. And like, if you game stack it, um, Boston's so cheap or Baltimore's so cheap, it's easy to make the game stack work. Yeah, yeah, no, right there with you. I like most of these bats here. I prefer the fly ball guys. I mean, Cobb, like, you're still getting the bullpen for a little bit, but Cobb could go five innings. And so he's a big ground ball pitcher. So JD, Bogarts, Devers, Vasquez, probably the main guys. I don't mind uh, Dahlbeck or Chavez in the lineup either. They offer you a bit of savings. But, yeah, it's it's just Baltimore's bullpen's terrible. Cobb, not a great pitcher, gives up a lot of hard contact. So targeting fly ball hitters is definitely the way to go here with Boston. But you can go with anyone just because that bullpen is so bad. Uh, moving right along here, we got Houston at Texas. Christian Javier against Lance Lynn. Um, any interest here in Javier? 
not a lot. I think he's in play at 7.4K if you need someone in that range. I mean, it's him or Lopez is basically here. I prefer Lopez, but I'm not really too into either of these guys. I mean, the Texas bats have been so bad, and Javier has a decent K rate, but he's just not that great of a pitcher. So you're basically betting on the matchup here and the high strikeouts in this lineup that just hasn't done well. So I'm fine with it. I don't have a strong take. I probably will end up with zero ownership in him today, but there's a chance he makes it into one of my lineups. Yeah, it's crazy about Javier. Is like he just faced his team um, at the beginning of September and only had three strikeouts but still put up 20 um, fantasy points. So, like, there's upside in this matchup. If we're going to see a lot of ownership on a couple guys, I think he's worth looking at. Um, on the other side, Lance Lynn, like it's a tough matchup on paper against Houston, but like if they throw all those righties out there, Lance Lynn is a guy that is, uh, can beat right-handed hitters, but overall, like it's hard to like him more than like Anderson and Burns, but if he's going to be the lowest owned of the three, you have to consider him. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, He's not going to make any – there's two guys that I would rather go with that are cheaper. Like, I'm just standing on a hill with those other guys and just going to go all in on them. But I'm not going to argue with Lynn. Yes, he's been a little bit more reverse split or a little bit more uh, reverse splitsy this year, striking out lefties more than righties. But it's not a huge sample size. Last year, he was striking out righties at a way, way higher rate. He can go later into the game. Like, he can absolutely – through 110, 115, 120 pitches. He's been up over 100 every single matchup this year. If he can not work the count too much, he can have, he can strike out a bunch of guys. So it's not a good matchup on paper if you're looking back to the beginning of last season. Obviously, Houston's been quite a bit worse. A lot of the batters this season for a reason no one can know. Uh, but Lynn, like, he's, he's probably third on my list above 8K, so – I'm crossing him out, but I'm not going to argue with taking him. It doesn't, it's not a great matchup, but he can go late into the game and still strike out a decent amount of bats. Let's talk bats here. Anything standing out to you for Houston? I'm crossing off this entire game outside of maybe Gallo. Like, it's just not a spot where I need to go with anything. Lynn's good. Javier isn't bad, and this Texas team is bad. Like, there's no real reason to use any bat from this game outside of game theory if it's going to come in at low ownership. Yeah, I don't, I don't like love either parts here. Like, there are some cheap bats. Willie Calhoun, thirty four hundred. I don't hate him. Um, but overall, you know, like the guy that I probably like the most is like Derek Dietrich. Um, but you have to use him at first base, so it's tough to really love him. He does have home runs in three of the last four games. He's twenty nine hundred. He's super cheap. Um, he's a very streaky hitter, and he's hitting the ball really hard right now. So um, I don't hate him. Probably more of a Fanduel play where you can kind of play him in utility if you need to. So. Um, that's kind of it. And then, yeah, I don't really love Houston. I think this is one of those games I hope just kind of goes like four to three and, you know, we don't see a lot of home runs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Although Gallo, I'm going to just keep playing him. I don't care. I mean, Javier doesn't strike out a ton of lefties, gives up a lot of fly balls, a lot of hard contact. So he's the guy that would expect to hit the ball at the ballpark. Last week is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape and prepare for this week. There is no better place to get in on all of the action within DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. To add to this week's excitement, DraftKings has a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs. If you haven't tried DraftKings yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every run, pass, and catch means more with DraftKings. It's simple. Just pick your lineup standard, the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. 
Nothing adds to the excitement of watching the game quite like having a shot at millions of dollars in prizes. DraftKings has paid out billions of dollars to winners since 2012, so they know a thing or two about cold, hard cash. Download the DraftKings app now. Use code GRIND. For a limited time, new users can get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes this week. Don't miss out on the week three action. Enter code GRIND to get a free shot at millions of dollars in prizes with your first deposit. That's code GRIND, only at DraftKings. Make it rain. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Uh, we're cruising right along here. We got Detroit at Kansas City. Michael Fulmer against Chris Bubbock. Um, I'm guessing Fulmer is going to open, and it would be Alexander, um, I would guess. You know, he's the one that followed him last time. Um, do you have any interest here whatsoever? None. None whatsoever. They're not going to go long enough. Um, any interest in Bubbock on the other side? Uh, I have a decent amount of interest in him. I mean, he's going up against Detroit. A lot of lot of young guys in this lineup here. Decent amount of Ks. Not a ton of guys that know how to work the count outside of the top of the lineup here. Bubbock's been decent so far this season. We look at his last few starts. Been up around 20 for four straight starts here. He's putting things together. Decent K rate. His XFIP is a little high, but this lineup is really not that intimidating. It's not a horrible ballpark, so... Bubbick's probably number three on my list of pitchers today. Going to have a lot of ownership in him. That price tag's great at 6.6. He's been up over 100 pitches in three of his last four starts. Don't really see a whole lot of damage to be done here with the Tigers. With a 4.4 run total, I don't think Bubbick's going to get nearly the ownership that he's supposed to. Yeah, watch out, Miggy, man. He's he's crushing the ball right now. What was it, two home runs um, yesterday? So. Never know what's going to happen. Um, I don't hate it. I, I like some other guys more. Um, I can see why it's Detroit. Um, any interest in the Detroit bats? Not really. I mean, Miggy's 2.8K. Like, there's some cheap bats. I don't mind the top of the lineup too much, but I'm predominantly just staying away from Detroit bats. Yeah, like Nico Goodrum's interesting. Candelario is a little interesting. Um, they've hit left-handed pitching well this season. Um, if you want to ride the hot Miggy bat, I'm not going to do it. Um, you know, they have some cheap guys like um, Cameron. He's like he's going to be like 2,500. Um, he's a little interesting here, but overall, not going too crazy here with Detroit. Um, any interest in the Kansas City side? A lot of interest in them. Uh, Fulmer has not been great so far this season. So he's not. he's been absolutely horrible to righties so far this season. Hasn't really been great to lefties. Alexander's not really the greatest relief pitcher in the world. Detroit's bullpen isn't the greatest in the world. So Soler is drastically underpriced at 3.1K. He's pretty much the free square there. Franco, Dozier, both of them are pretty far underpriced in my opinion. In this matchup, I don't think that Fulmer is going to be able to do much to stop these guys. Obviously, baseball, anything can happen. And then Mondesi, obviously, been on tear for most of the season, or not for most of the season, for the last little bit. Witt, always a good bat, but I prefer more of the middle of the lineup. And then Cordero there, if he gets into the lineup, who knows how long he'll actually end up in there But because uh, there's a lefty's coming in. But might only be one at bat because Alexander might only go two innings. But, yeah, no, like this is not as expensive when you include Slayer in your stack. And even Perez, obviously, if you want to throw an expensive catcher in there. Don't mind it at all. I really, really like the Royal stack today. And get behind it. Um, you know, Slayer is super cheap. Uh, I talked crap about Perez yesterday, and he had a monster game. So if you want to pay up for Salvi Perez, go for it. 
I hate paying up for him, but I completely understand if you, you hate want paying up for any catcher. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> is, is it that obvious nowadays? Um, but yeah, man, I I could definitely see stacking Kansas City here. And, and like the good thing is like a lot of these guys are righty. Fulmer struggles with righty, and then we're gonna have a lefty come in. So you're gonna get the you know splits on that side too. So um I can definitely get behind stacking Kansas City on the slate. Uh, Brewers and Cardinals, Burns and Kim. Um, any interest here in Burns? All in. All in. Why is he 8.4K? Doesn't make a lot of sense. No, it makes zero sense. I don't care how what his ownership is. If he's 90% owned, I'll probably be 10% over the field on him. It's just that simple. 37% K around the season. Yes, he can get a little bit wild and walk some guys, but still, Everything about this matchup screams play Burns. He's gotten over 100 pitches in the last two outings, 37% K rate on the season, going against the Cardinals, who have not had a day of rest in over a month and played plenty of doubleheaders. I, I love Burns here. Just lock him in. It's the free square of the day. Don't even think twice about it. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. 3.1 XFIP on the season, 37.5% K rate. ISO under .075 to both sides of the plate. Love the spot for him. Um, the other side, we got Kim. It's the Brewers, but the Brewers actually are a little bit better against lefties than they are against righties. Um, I'm probably going to pass on Kim here. Like, he did dominate this team um, a couple weeks ago. So, if you want to play him, I completely understand why you'd want to play him. Like, if he's going to be low-owned on a, on a six-game slate, maybe I take some shots on him, but that's really the only reason why. I, I really have no interest in playing him. I mean, he has had some decent outings over the last month. But during those outings, he wasn't striking out a whole lot of guys. He wasn't getting a lot of ground balls. He wasn't getting a lot of strikeouts. It's just not really – I get he put up 24 points, but he only had nine ground balls, and he only had and he had three walks in that outing over seven innings. So I, I just don't want to use him. Like eight, 7.8K, I'd rather go up to Burns. I'd rather find the extra money to Anderson. Or I'd rather go down to Bubba. It's no reason to use Kim on this slate. Fifteen percent K rate doesn't walk a ton of guys occasionally, but he has been in the last month. Doesn't get too many ground balls. I just don't see any re- like. I think a lot of his numbers so far this season are a little bit fraudulent, and I don't have any reason to use him. I get he has a one point five nine ERA, but that's that's going to regress. Yeah, um, let's talk some bats here. Like, Yelich has been crushing left-handed pitching this season, and Kim's actually really bad against lefties. I think he's super interesting. I really like Jed Jerko in this spot. Um, I could get behind using some of these uh, Milwaukee bats here. I, I really – this is probably my second favorite stack on the slate. Like, Garcia, if he's leading off, he's 2.4K. Jerko sitting there at 3.7K and has absolutely destroyed lefties so far this season. Yelich is too cheap at 4.6K. Like I said, Kim is not as good as his numbers suggest. And this team is not bad versus left-handed pitching. Play them all. Like Hira, don't mind throwing him in there. Braun is 3.1K. You can stack this team up pretty cheaply. And Taylor, if you really just need some price savings, he's sitting there at 2K. Like you can stack this team up really, really cheaply. Correlate it with Burns in your lineup, and I, I I think that this is one of the best value spots for bats on the slate. Yeah, I really hope like Yelich doesn't get a lot of love, like lefty lefty. Um, I'm really hoping that people just kind of 
you know, overlook him in this spot. You know, I think that'd be fantastic. So um, really like Yelich, really like Jed Jerko. Um, if you want to make it a three man, you can go Braun or Garcia. Um, any interest in the Cardinals bats? None whatsoever. Just full on cross off here. I really like Burns. I think he's a good pitcher and I just, I rarely ever end up playing Cardinals. I don't feel many of them as good, good hitters. I mean, Goldschmidt, always fine. You can always use him, but outside of him and maybe Dijon, just not really great bats in this lineup. All right, last game here. We got the Athletics and Dodgers. Mike Fires against Walker Bueller. Um, any interest here in Fires? 14% K rate going up against the Dodgers. No. Yeah, like they could run out like a – they clinched, so they could run out like a really weird-looking lineup, but overall probably not going to play Fires here. Walker Bueller coming off the IL, um, only threw 61 pitches in his last outing, and that was, you know, 16 days ago. I think they're going to be pretty close with him. I know, like, he threw like a 90-pitch simulated game. I, I read that, but there's no reason to push him here. So, at 10K, I'm probably going to pass. Yeah, I don't really see the reason to use him. Like I said, I'm pretty much all in on Burns and Anderson. I save 1200 or 1600 by going off of Bueller there. I don't expect him to go more than 70, maybe 80 pitches. Like, they want him to stretch out. But they don't want to get him into any trouble, especially coming off the IL. So, Bueller's probably not going to make my build. Um, any Oakland bats against him? Bueller's good still, so... I mean, you can take a one-off with Olsen, but that's that's probably all I'm really going with. A lot of these guys are just too high-priced for the type of bats that they actually are. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm probably not doing it. Like, if he gets, like, 80 pitches here and they, they like, get him tuned up for the All-Star or for the postseason, like, I, I just don't see Oakland stack working out. Uh, the Dodgers on the other side of this game, they're super interesting because, like, you know, Mookie Betts, righty-righty matchup. We know Fires is kind of reverse splits. Um, and Mookie's crushed right-handed pitching this season. Corey Seager is crushed right-handed pitching this season. Like, my biggest concern here, Grant, overall is just, like, will they play the whole game? Um, you know, we saw Justin Turner get pinch hit for, for Rios um, on um, on Wednesday. So, like, just worried a little bit about that. But I feel like they want these guys to keep getting at bats. They don't want them to get too cold going into the postseason. Yeah, yeah, no, I expect most of them to play, but you never really know. Um, it's not like it's been that long or exhausting of a season, but just based on the numbers, like they stand off as great plays. They're all expensive, but again, there's some cheap stacks. You can double stack them with the Brewers. You can double stack them with the Royals. If you don't use the top of the order, you can double stack them with the Orioles. Like you can easily make it work, especially since you're not paying over 10K for a pitcher in all likelihood on the slate or you can't pay over 10K. So I, I like the bats like Turner, Seager, Betts, Muncy, Bellinger, Will Smith, all stand out as good plays, although they're all just expensive. Yeah. Um, I don't hate I Like, I, I probably – if I can make Mookie Betts work, like I think he's the top hitter on the slate. So um, I will definitely try to be making him, you know, work. Fly ball pitcher against Fires with, you know, the hard hit rate that Fires gives up. So – Betts is just in a, I think he's in a phenomenal spot here. So, um, let's play the morning grind game and then, um, we'll get out of here. Give me a guy under 8k to get six or more strikeouts on the slate. Uh, Bobak. All right. I'm going to go with Javier. 
It is Texas. Um, over 8K to score under 15. Uh, anybody that you want to call a bust up there? No. <laughs> I'll just say – I'll say Lynn. I doubt it, though. Yeah, I'll say Bueller just because he his pitches could be limited a little bit. But, like, it's clear. Like, I'm playing Anderson and Burns as much as I can. So, I'm with you on that train. So, um, over 4K to hit a home run. Who do you got? I'm going to go with Yelich. Oh, you took my guy. Sorry. Um, I'll take Mookie. I already said that. I think he's the top hitter on the slate. So, I'll take Mookie. Um, under 4K to get two hits. Who do you got? Solaire. I like it. I'm going to go Jed Jerko. Um, and then give me a stack to score six or more runs. Brewers. All right, I'm going to go Baltimore. I like Baltimore on the slate. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, not really. Just go all in on Burns. Stack up the Brewers, the Royals, and the Braves. I feel like we cruised through that one. I feel like this slate is pretty straightforward. Um, so, yeah, we'll be back Friday talking some more baseball. Good luck in your contests, and we'll see you then. Hey, kids.